This episode of Monocycle is brought to you by Zola, an online wedding registry service that I really wish was around when I was getting married because it makes shopping for gifts and experiences and funds and honeymoons and vacations and all that stuff much easier. I actually even thought of registering as a married person because the app is so goddamn easy to use and because I love gifts and still need a Vitamix. So if you would like to learn more about Man Repeller or possibly buy me a Vitamix, hit up Zola.com slash promotion slash Man Repeller. And then thank them for giving us a five-star rating. Yeah! Hi, and welcome back to Monocycle podcast by Man Repeller, hosted by Leandra Medine, which is me, but in the third person. Mm-hmm. Abby and I just celebrated our four-year anniversary, and I think that we have gone through a pretty decent amount in the four years that we've been married. I don't know if you just detected that shift in my voice, but it's because I literally turned my head over to look at Abby, who's sitting right next to me, who's a special guest on Monocycle this week. The previous year especially have been uniquely challenging for us because of a lot of the reasons you already know. We feel really ready to be parents but aren't quite there yet. Uh, And it seems especially fitting that we should be recording this episode on Father's Day, which I have officially renamed I'm Not a Parent But I Want to Be One Day. So Avi, want to come into my sound booth? Hello. How are you? Tell the audience. I'm fine. I just meditated, so I'm nice and relaxed. He's really relaxed. I asked him to appear on this episode of Monocycle because I really wanted to be able to have a frank conversation with him next to me for you about relationships. And his response to me was... Yeah, just make me look cool, please. (laughs) Don't worry. We're not going to have to do much to make you sound cool. Okay. What do you? What would you say is like the most important thing you've learned in the four years that we've been married? I think the marriage is probably the hardest relationship it, I have to navigate in my real life. I think everything. Can you I, elaborate on I, why? I think every other relationship is a lot more superficial. It's a lot more temporary. Um, it's a lot more based on a single decision as opposed to consecutive multiple decisions that span over the course of months or even years I wouldn't say it's not consistent but it's much more black and white you could you could have a conversation with someone and then um, not think about that person for for years and you could actually have a relationship with that person so um, whereas marriage it's it's one continuous loop of of feedback essentially not necessarily feedback but it's one continuous loop of of a relationship that needs to if, if it's a well-functioning marriage be, be connected at all points and at points it, there's a disconnect and you have to then reconnect it so it's very much just hopefully 75 years of uh, of one string that's attached to it, to each other from, from from the first day do you feel like there are any blanket things that you learn from being in a marriage? Because I feel like all the things that I've learned from being married to you are directly contingent on the fact that you're the person I'm married to. I think I'm a much more thoughtful individual because I'm married to you. I think that everything I've learned about relationships with other people has been a result of 
the qualities in you that I have wanted to uh, comprise, espouse, evince myself, right. you know? Yep. So I think this answers your question, but what I've learned is a lot of men that I speak to, mm-hmm. my my comrades in this are um, are in very similar situations with regards to their significant other, especially if that significant other is a female. I've realized that men and women are very different beings, and and that maybe we need to accept that. Like you yeah. can't expect it, that a woman is going to react the way that you would, yep. or that I'm going to react the way yep. that you would, and vice versa, that you won't react the way I would. Yep, exactly. So it's tolerance, and yeah. which is always. Yeah, but you think each time you, you go through a, an argument, for instance, that you'd be able to adjust gonna, to it and yeah. sort of anticipate. But uh, even though the exact same conversation comes up uh, or the exact same points are made in the respective sides, uh, by the respective sides in the argument, but for some reason the argument always sort of still you know is very I, hard. You know why I think that is? Because when you argue or you get angry, you become the most irrational version of yourself. You like revert into fight or flight mode. And even no matter how much you can teach yourself, when you revert back to your most primal self, you probably look a lot more like the version of the person you wore were pre-marriage yeah, versus the point. one that you are now. That's a good point. Yeah. If you've changed a little bit, you, yeah. you, you revert back on that change. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very hard thing to, to practice the actual uh, change. It's yourself. like no yeah. matter how long you're eating really well for, when you get really, really stressed out, the first thing your brain craves is like ice cream yep if it's one thing that i've learned is we again male and female are different and um no matter what i say it might not be perceived as being right by by you or by any other woman and it's just it is what it is and also that it's okay that we're different you know it almost you say that and and it almost sounds like it might be taboo to say for, for a man to say that men and women are different but i think that they're they're comfortable differences right yeah um, and we always talk about feminism and how there's really a difference between equal rights and equal treatment right and what feminism is and what encompasses feminism which is equal rights as opposed to equal treatment but i think that there are like a specific set of categories of treatment that are suited only to women and those that are suited only to men. Does but maybe ma- a marriage even need to be smooth sailing? Or does of course so- not. If a marriage right. is... Right. So there's a lot of misconceptions about But you also marriage. shouldn't like chase quarrels. You shouldn't like no, sh- no, no, chase no, contention. Right. That's a, an idea I had to, from the beginning. Like, no fights, no arguments, just constant improvement, exponential growth in terms of relationship and love and whatnot and it just that's a real fantasy i don't think i don't know nobody has that it's not it's not possible well yeah that's not a real thing the longer we remain married uh the more i realize that all relationships are really founded upon i think it's trust but even more important than trust is respect right respect might be the single most important part of a relationship i think it's communication I think if you have the foundation to be, to have a connection with that significant other, then then it's it's a lifetime connection, but it's only going to be reinforced and and cultivated via communication. But don't you feel like also communication is informed by that respect? Like well, our communication could be like you piece of shit. If, but if we have that connection, that, that that initial bond, then that is respect. Right. Right. That's like that's the part of that connection so I say respect because I'm even thinking about the way that like our marriage has uh, 
trained me to treat my business, right? Is I can't expect that work is going to be smooth sailing and that's always what I'm in pursuit of. Like when I have hard days or hard weeks or even hard months, I'm just like, I can't do this. I'm not going to do it. I am freaking out. I want to give it up. I want to, you know, but if we had hard days, weeks, months, which we've had, that is never where my mind goes. My mind is always like, we're going to get through this. We always do. It's sort, it feels like it's, irrevocable and unbreakable and so if you can approach every relationship like that or the ones that are really important to you the one you have with yourself the one you have with your company if you run a company the one you have with your partner the one you have with your parents and you realize that there is no exit and you don't want there to be an exit um you're gonna you'll succeed Mm -hmm. in all of those things right yep the audience and the people who listen to this podcast my sisters platoon mates club members, treehouse activists, they're all really well aware of how I feel about how the past six months have looked from a fertility perspective. How's it been for you? I think we are uh, in in the majority of of people trying to get pregnant, um, I think. Yeah, okay, but Evie, imagine it was February 21st and you're injecting a dose of Lupron into my leg and I'm hysterically crying and telling you that I want to sell the house, sell the car, sell the kids. Okay. Remember remember that day? Yeah, go, go, go. How has how has living with me felt? How has it been? Not from the perspective of what tomorrow's going to look like, what it's going to be like when we have a kid. What has living with me felt like? There are definitely good days and bad days. The good days... I mean, they make me forget the bad days. So if, if I mesh everything all together, if I equalize it all, it hasn't been as bad. It's been pretty even, except the bad days are, are just are pretty low. But Do you feel helpless on the, on the low days? I don't feel helpless. I feel like you think you feel, you're helpless. I don't feel helpless. I feel like I'm, I'm do, we're doing everything that we should be doing and it's just a matter of you getting out of your rut and and feeling good and, re- and reverting back to the foundation of what we built and and thinking about how good we have it relative and and you know keep I keep trying to reiterating that do you recommend marriage yes for the not for everyone but but yes I think sooner rather than later too I think you have to be doing it at an age where you're Still not I'm... super comfortable with your independence. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was a pretty independent guy, and I gave up a lot to get married in terms of my independence, but there are people who, when they like cross Like, what it, specifically, though, did you give up? The ability to nap whenever I want. <laughs> um, he took an hour-long nap, like, an hour ago, and, mind you, was playing golf from 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. Yeah, this is a rare day. On Come Father's on. Day Come Sunday, on. and he played golf yesterday. By the way, okay. so and it's a weekend that yeah, we're alone I in the city. I can't enjoy it until I know you're you're happy that I'm outside and doing it. Okay. I don't enjoy it. If it's so, I w- I will definitely say that one thing I learned being married to you is that you are really affected by how I feel. And I was pissed that you were playing golf today. I was not happy that you weren't home. Wait, I was mad last bored night or today. Today, right? So I was not going to ruin your game for you though. But you know what? Though? That's why I sent you, you a happy text. It. But you totally ruined it right now because it wouldn't you already did it though it's over you had a great morning and i sent you a text with no but i didn't have a great morning because right now you're not happy with with the morning i had no but i'm fine now i go back and change it (laughs) 
You're not allowed to go back and change it. This is not a game of Monopoly. I don't I don't know why I said Monopoly. But okay, so do you do you ever um do you ever read the It's Kind of a Funny Story yeah, sure, series that course. goes up on Man Repeller? At the end of each of those episodes, I ask the couple who were profiling what advice they would give to somebody either looking for love in lo- or in love. But I think that looking for love is a good place to ask. What advice would you give to a woman or a man or huh. or neither who's looking for love? I, I, I'm honestly of the opinion that you cannot have a bad first date. You learn so much about yourself and potentially someone else on a first date. And it's, if at the worst, it's only one date of two-hour ordeal. And um, you got to eat. And you got to eat, right? So if for anyone looking for love, just give themselves enough first dates, enough chances to meet different types of people, and, and you will find what you not you won't find love on the first date, but you'll find something you like, take the best from it, and then progress to the next one, and then eventually get to a person where you know you have more uh, matches with them than mismatches. You know, I have to say that I agree with you, A.B., but I'm, I'm just going to specify that if you're going to do that and grab your first dates by the horns, you also really have to be present. Like, don't... Don't take those dates if you know you're having a shitty, shitty day or night and you're not going to be able to be open to the person. You really have to be present. You have to be there. You have to be willing to, to meet someone, to get to know them, to look into their eyes and see what happens beyond them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't just go and say, well, I went and it didn't work. I'm never going to find someone. Like, you have to be really like, focused when you're there. Do you yeah, agree? I agree, and you have to respect the, the other person as well. Okay, thanks, A.B. Thank you. That's all I need from you now. Well, guys, what do you think? Should I leave him? Thanks for listening. If you have any questions for either of us, deposit a comment under the story on manrepeller.com right now, and we will answer the hell out of you. Or you can give us a five-star rating. Thanks again. Okay.